Sorry. Hey guys, welcome to the Laura Hour with Laura Dannon. And I have my special guest here with me. Won't you guys all go one by one and introduce yourselves, please? What's good? Um, Brandon, aka BVAS711. Hey, what's going on? This is Dennis Page, Mr. Candace Owens. Come in um, loud and clear tonight. I'm Jazz, aka J Trine, coming from Atlanta, and like Dennis said, I'm live and in effect tonight. And hey, guys, we have a very special guest with us today. We have my girl CL from her hit hit podcast. It is called Pussy Talks. Girlfriend, yes. go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself, real quick. Hey, y'all. I'm CL, and I'm just happy to be here um and debate with you guys and clarify with you guys and just talk um so let's get into it all right guys now you guys know what time it is it is time for the hard-hitting question let's get deep all right so today's question is are there a set of different rules for anyone who is not black and let me tell you the reason why I brought this question forth. I brought this question forth today because of the circumstances with Sakari Richards and um, Russian Olympian Camila. Uh, I'm sorry, Varadez. Lord, I messed her name up. Somebody correct me for, for her name. Anybody know how to pronounce her name? <laughs> that girl gonna kill me. No. I was all, Lord, let me tell you, it's Camila. Val, Val, we don't go with Valvoline. Okay. Girl, little we Russia, believe, that's what we, we go call her. Right. We believe it's right. Little okay. Russia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I, I wanted to present this question because Shakari feels like the reason why this young lady gets to go forth and be in the Winter Olympics is because of race. So someone chime in and tell me what you think. Is she right or is she wrong? I think she's right because it's literally that they're in the, doing the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like with failing these drug tests. So why is it that she can't compete in the Olympics, but she can? Like, I mean, everybody always says that white privilege isn't in full effect in these, like in the year 2022, but it definitely is. Like people may not see it because it don't like affect them in any way, but yeah, it's race. It's definitely race related. Definitely. Okay. okay, Mr. Uh, Vasquez, what do you think? I uh, need more data. So, what happened, and what's the? Oh, you know what? I apologize. I yeah. I have to remember. Not everyone knows what's going on. I apologize, guys. Uh, so, as we all know, Shakari Richards was she was not able to perform in the Olympics, the summer summer Olympics of last year, because she was. Tested, she tested positive for marijuana in her system. And this young lady also tested positive for drugs in her system. Uh, the only thing about this is the Olympic board has been really, really kind of withholding information and not giving us a lot of information around how this young lady uh, failed her drug test and then was still able to compete. But with Shikari, we we was they read down everything that was in her system, which was only marijuana. They told us everything right. that she tested negative for, but we kind of did not get the same read with this young lady. 
I, I kind of uh, got, got some more more of the facts of the story if you want to hear that. Sure, go ahead. Get, get, so, get, so I guess I guess the the whole reason why this is this outrage because of the fact she's young. She's like 15 years old. Um, she has some type of medication that helps blood come to, go to your heart, like flow to your heart better. And uh, I guess with her sport, it helps. And so it's the, an advantage. Yeah, advantage. And I guess the Olympic Committee. Um, they understand, they understand that, but they're not really taking action because she's a minor and, and they're allowing her to use the excuse that she took her grandfather's medication on accident. And uh, I guess the medication isn't, I mean, the medication isn't like a big advantage, but it can be deemed as an advantage. Okay. Okay. So that's the so, background. So the, the, this is the russian lady who yeah. took accidentally the medication that, that's her, that's her oh. excuse. yeah i think both of them shouldn't have been in it's not about the race thing it's about principle so she used the performance enhancing drug is what we would lit peds so that's what this individual took but the uh the commission overlooked it because there's an actual contraband that's a no-no zone even if it's um, accepted around the world, accepted. I'm going to go like this until the government taxes it. It's not accepted. Right. It's a bannable substance. So even if you have traces of it, it, it's not a race thing. It's just a cultural thing now. People have to understand. People take this for different reasons. But until the government says this, and until even if the government says this, doesn't guarantee the Olympic Commission will um, also honor it due to the effects of how, how it affects your body in the mm -hmm. while you're performing a sport so i say both of them should never have competed and the fact that she's saying that she took it by accident is a blatant lie and i think that the commission people take other at, people's uh accidental uh vicodin every day <laughs> oh yeah i totally love to, to down those things but i think uh, we should be i don't i wouldn't i don't think we should take race to an account i think we should take away take away that the board looked at marijuana as a bannable offense um as far as like it's not accepted in the olympics and until it's done we're gonna start seeing that and if people just be like you know hey just don't use it while you know you're gonna be in the olympics i think this won't be a problem because there's so many other who's that simone girl the one who was um who won the gold medals in the last one but she oh, dropped out Biles, right mm -hmm. she dropped out because she was um went through all that assault and then she couldn't compete in this one she mm -hmm. got she got made fun of because she right. her mental health yeah so it's not about race in this one it's about principle so i think both of them should have been that's my that's my take well, i think that um shikari is pointing out race because they're not they're still allowing her to do it my thing with the olympics that i don't even play the race card the rules are the rules period it needs to be a zero tolerance across the board i don't care what right. you look like because the Olympics is about the best of the best. And you have people that train four years. You know, you have to train four years just to qualify. But some people are training 10, 12 years. So it's not fair if you are using other people's drugs or accidentally. You shouldn't be taking anything but Tylenol. I agree with you. That's the that's what I agree with that. Yeah, it just needs to be zero tolerance. But I mean, she wasn't wrong to ask the question the way she asked the question because y'all do need to give an explanation of why she can and she can't even read bottles with labels on it, not to take medication that doesn't belong to her. That's another thing. 
And maybe you're not old enough and mature enough to compete if you can't even read a medicine bottle. But that's just my mm. two cents. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That standpoint. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so let me, I'm sorry, Dennis. Can I say something and I'll let you go? Okay. So what I was going to say was the the young lady, I, I, I get where she's trying to go with that, but I do believe that was her coach or someone telling her, you're young, you can get away with it, act innocent. Let's play the innocent role. And I agree with Brandon. Neither one of them should be able to compete. So my, my next thing would be uh, what Shikari said. She said, my mother died, so I smoked weed to cope. I found out the day I had to compete. But yet this young lady gets to still go on and complete and she had compete and she had no real excuse for taking these drugs. So Dennis said, you said she took the drug for a heart condition. And as Brandon said, that can be seen as her using it as an enhancement because we don't know what her condition is. We don't know how that drug affects her body. Just like marijuana, everyone says it's medicinal, but some people use marijuana and they feel energized. Some people use marijuana and they can get deep into thought and write a whole book. So all drugs that they deem are bannable, animals should be banned. So uh, so go ahead, Dennis, what's your point? I just wanted to uh, agree with you. Hey, we talked earlier uh, on camera about Charlie uh, Rich's situation. I mean, I have a I'm big, big Yeah, yeah you're just cutting out. You're cutting out. Okay, what about now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, so let me turn my Wi-Fi. So uh, I was talking about the uh, situation with Shakara Richardson, and she had to. Um, she found out her mom died the day before. Um, I guess what testing. Um, I had the same situation with my grandfather. Um, he passed away. I went. I left for Vegas. Two years without talking to him. Talked to today due to the fact. I was ashamed of things that I did in my past. And the next day I had to go to work when I found out he passed away. I didn't choose to smoke even though I wanted to because I knew it was illegal. And the problem you that girl, if she indeed took, I'm assuming it's a certain level of, of that medication that would be in her system to, to show abuse. But if there's a small amount that wouldn't make a difference, I'm assuming that's what um, allowed her to pass. But either way, she shouldn't be able to she shouldn't be able to perform if, if it's deemed, you know, a legal drug. But at the same time, I mean, that's making it race like in Russia and all these other countries. They don't even they don't even divide themselves up with race. I mean, it's, it's more so. I mean, other than you have China and you have Russia, Russia, part, certain parts of Russia, they don't like black people. But well, no, I would have to um, disagree there. Russians, they do um, divide themselves up. I forget the name of the the small little country that they were going to war over and we had to get involved and Russia accidentally uh, shot down a plane. What is that? Um, I can't remember what I mean off, is the, we off the top of my head, but anyways, R Russian, all people have the cap capability to uh, play like they're not colorblind. I mean, yeah, but at the same time in America, I mean, it's literally black, white, Hispanic, etc. In other countries, people just like they come from London, for example, or not London, somebody come from China, they're going to deem themselves no matter what skin color they are. So in Russia, is is deeming her okay to her skin color. I think it's just because of the fact it could have possibly been a mistake. And it's a drug that may not make a difference. But then 
marijuana. I think she should have been able to perform, deal with the marijuana system, but we know it's a, it's, it's a banned substance, substance, and it's been like that for years. So, bottom line is, I don't think it's race. I just think it's more of a mistake, but it's coming off like they're allowing her because of her, her skin color. Well, to, to to touch base with that again, I would love to sit here and say that it's because of um, sh she's young and that's the reason why they're still going to let her compete. But here's the question. Where do we draw the line? If this, like I believe someone uh, mentioned earlier, CEO mentioned earlier, if this young lady can compete in the Olympics and she can make it all the way to the Olympics and she can train and get there, then she definitely has to know what she's doing. So therefore we can't be playing the, she's young, so we're gonna give her a second chance and just say, what, Shikari's 21 years old, she's young. I think she was maybe 20 at the time when this happened. So we have to hold everyone under the same umbrella and hold them all accountable. I get what you're saying, but I do believe that when you're fair skin, it doesn't even necessarily have to be race. Because if you're a fair skin color, then you will be discriminated against because sometimes we do it in our own community. Black folks, sometimes we, we don't want to deal with the darker skin uh, women or men. And, and in the Latin community, you see more Latin people on TV that's Brandon's complexion rather than my complexion. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh yeah. I'm I it's a, his, you know, Hispanics are melting pot, so we don't run into that issue where we discriminate against our own. We do we really don't kind of cut really. you off. Yes, you do. So oh we're getting off base. I, so when, no, the, when I've been in other countries, that's the thing. I've been in other countries. They don't they don't discriminate. But, but that's the thing. When you go to other countries, sometimes we only see what we want to see. We don't see the whole we don't like if you go and you step off the, the boat in Montego, you see all that beautifulness. Right. But if you go a little bit further, you don't get to see the ugly side of it, do you? Because we don't we don't venture off into the ugly side because we're there to see the beautiful side. So when we go to different places and we explore different places, we only see what our eyes want us to see. The Latin community has the same problem. When that movie came out, I believe it's called The West Side Story, it was a remake of The West Side Story. There were so many Latin Americans who were so upset because they didn't see representation of themselves. There are a lot of darker uh, Latin Americans. Uh, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Almar Lorges of Kent. Can't, she's from Love and Hip Hop. Amara Lenegra. Yes, girl, I can't pronounce no names. Don't I let me get no love with that spaghetti and lasagna. You know? <laughs> that's Italian. That's Italian. I know. God forgive me, because that's a joke. Um, but no, to, to be honest, look how beautiful that girl is. She is so beautiful, but she has experienced so much discrimination based upon her skin tone. Because most people and just think that she's... I don't understand why. Because she is beautiful. Like, she is she's literally... Dead gorgeous. But let's get back on topic. Let's get back on yeah, topic. Yeah, get on I topic. To... I just... Yeah. I just I, me, you say that people like me, I mean, I've seen all kinds of different uh, folks get along really well with each other. So I, I don't see it. I really don't. And it's not that I'm oblivious to it. It's just I never you ran haven't, across it. Sometimes we don't see things we don't experience. And if you haven't experienced it, how can you understand where I'm coming from? But oh, I understand where you're coming from. I know it exists. I'm mm -hmm. just saying that. It's not your, it's not it's your like, life. It's not common knowledge in the Latin community. You may have seen it, but it's probably a 0.01% of what the actual yeah, community is. 
And I agree with you on that because in other countries, they don't, they just don't put themselves in the racial. Right. There's they don't put themselves in that bubble. Yeah. We're the only one to do it in movies and, and culture and yep. everything. Like It's only an American and, thing. Yep. That is not just an American thing. Right now in Ghana, right now in Ghana, people from Nigeria and people from Ghana discriminate against each other right now. And they're on the same doggone continent. Same skin tone, look the same. We 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 just try to ignore certain things. That's not just an American thing. Let's not do that. That's just not an American no, thing. No, see, Ghana and Ghana, whatever you just said, those Nigeria. two countries. Niger. Nigeria. Okay. So Nigerians and the Ghanans, they are at war tribally. And they have been at war tribally for centuries. So you can't talk like about something like that because even if you're the same skin tone, they're gonna have cultural differences, and those differences start wars. And they have been like you can't like Africa's got its own problems, and those have been tribal problems since before even white man came in to mess them up. Because that that's, that's you know that's like Sunnis and the Shiites. Remember those two groups. They've been at war with each other since the beginning of time. And there's no reason as to why that is, because they have the same religious background. They pray to the same God. But it's a cultural problem that started a war that became this thing that they just do not like. So that what I'm saying is the problems that people run into, if you're talking about skin color, mm -hmm. there is no other country in this world that does that but the United States and the United States have made it a thing for, for the last like 70 years since the civil rights movement it has became more prominent. And I think it's something that should never have been a thing in the first place, because even Dr. King himself said it, you know, if he were alive today, he'd be pissed off at what has come of the, of the entire culture as an American. We should refer to each other as Americans, not uh, not the not what we're tones look like. You know, not if mm -hmm. I've been in the oven a little less than what other people have been, or I can't tan to save my life and I burn every freaking time. But then other <laughs> don't have that issue. You know, it's like I think just because we look different doesn't mean we're all that different. You know and what, me, I, I love that notion that you're trying to present right now, because I believe if all of us really viewed each other as Americans, we wouldn't be sitting here right now talking about this topic. We wouldn't, because it would be an American and a Russian woman who, to, who are two human beings, happen to have done the same things for different reasons, and now neither one of them can compete because they broke the official rules of the Olympics. Exactly. Yep, that would have been a great thing. <laughs> that would have been a great thing. And that I love that message that you're trying to push. But, you know, sometimes I have to get in here and I have to dig deep and I have to pull out the nastiness about this country still so that we can heal. Because people don't want to talk about the things that's done in the dark and the things that make you uncomfortable. But sometimes you got to get uncomfortable for healing to begin. You know, yeah, you're but the, oh, man, you're I don't want to get up and walk around. I don't want to drive it off topic, but what you just said there, oh my gosh, look, that's the thing when you say to do that, it, it's cool to acknowledge what happened, but what the woke mob is doing is acknowledging what's happening and then erase it from history. And I think that's yep. the problem. We need to address that it happened, be okay that it happened, and what are we doing to make things different for us going forward? They're trying to say, 
erase it it never happened so that people mm -hmm. can be like oh it's not there anymore so you guys can be nice now but right. no it doesn't work that way like right. people still hurt people still mad but it's okay so, to be upset but right. deal with the deal with the issues that come as they come down don't try to fix the problem that hasn't even started yet and you create like 10 other problems trying to fix this one you know Lee, you know what i'm loving you tonight yeah it's not, i am it's, loving it's, on you tonight i don't want to break it off topic but go ahead next one I no let's get you know what no i like oh, that man. you on that you got on that topic i want to talk about that now so listen yeah. i i totally get that because it was an article that have uh, published not too long ago about um, parents trying to have certain things withheld from the history books for the newer generation. They're trying to yeah. wipe this away and say, hey, no, That's we don't want the, them to know. This is what we 16, did. 1619 Project. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, and, what that, that's the ideology of that. Right. And so I, I feel you, we, we can't just wipe it away like it never existed or it didn't happen. We don't have to dwell on it so much, but we do have to get to a point where it is recognized and we can say, listen, us as an American people as a whole. So that means we need every person who is of America to be like, OK, let's unify right now and let's talk about this divide, this divide that has been really pushing my brothers and my sisters away from each other. So now you think I hate you and I and you hate me. Let's try to get some healing going on because we, we had a president that everyone went into office and they thought was going to build the country. America is back. Yeah, we're back at war with unnecessary countries for no dang reason and inflation at seven dang percent going up to eight. And we having freaking all these problems with supply chain and people being mandated to wear a mask when we all been vaccinated to get rid of the virus. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so I, I have That's to say this started, this started from two presidents. People are going to hate me for this. People are going to hate me from this. This started from Obama. Yep, it sure did. <laughs> it started from Obama, and then Trump came in, and he threw his hat in, and he wanted to be in the contest with Obama. And it it it, it, it lost the goal of being uh, of the president you, you united the United States. It's become divided. I'm trying to figure out where is this exercise coming from. Dennis, can you mute your microphone real fast, please? Thank you. Thank you. I think that that fixed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what I wanted to touch base on that was and say on that because I'm so off topic is people voted for Obama and they thought that he was going to bring in unity for the black folks. Right. We hope for that. But what he did was he tiptoed around too many times on too many issues, worrying about all the combativeness he was going to get from his counterparts, which pushed this country further and further apart instead of uniting it because everyone felt like they had to pick a side. It's either I have to be for Obama because he's black or I have to be the other person on the other side because I'm white and I because I'm white or other, I can't join in this cause. And I believe if Obama was more firm and let people know that he was a president of all truly, then we wouldn't be going in this direction and Shikari wouldn't be sitting here, unfortunately, failed by her country because her country has failed her because her country did not see her as an individual or an American. They've seen her as a person of color who made a foolish mistake. Okay, someone go, go ahead. No, no, you can't, you can't, you can't say that. You can't say that though, because the problem you face, this is the problem when it comes to anything black, like somebody feeling like 
Uh, whenever something bad happens to black people, it's only to people that break the law or do something toxic. It's never like it's never like a law-abiding citizen who got mugged by a, a, a thug or whoever you want to call him, you know, a, a punk. Um, it's never us standing up for that black person who has to live in a community that has to worry about people who look just like them shooting and robbing and, and, and killing them. Like, nobody talks about that. It's only the pitiful criminals and people who are breaking the law or people who are making mistakes that they know is going to come back to harm them. We're fighting for them. Like, just think about it. You can't name one story of a black person, law-abiding citizen, that the black community stuck Calandro up Calandro Castiel. Who's that? What's that situation? That's a name. That's a name. That, is that somebody with a cop? Or is that somebody yes, that did nothing? that is a law-abiding citizen who was driving home with his girlfriend and his stepdaughter in the back seat who heeded the commands You're of talking a about the guy that pulled uh, of a cop who was also trigger happy and shot him multiple times for obeying multiple orders that confused him and confused the and who was not charged with any type of crime whatsoever. Okay, so you're talking about you're talking so you're talking about the case. You're talking about he had the gun he had the gun in his hip and he didn't tell the cop he had the gun or did he tell he the did cop? He did tell that cop he had a hip. He had his hands, I mean when you see the body cam, he had his hands on the steering wheel and he told him he had it concealed. But he reached, he reached for he reached he for, was for his ID. ID. Yes, the cop told him to give him identification. You cannot give me put your hands in the air, don't Move, give me your identification. Why not tell the cop you have a gun? Is that Brandon? Are you gonna if you get pulled over by the cop? This is the first thing you're gonna say. I have a gun on me because you're gonna yes, be it might. You're gonna be in a state that's legal. My my thing with the well, face he had my CW, with so he had the right to have it. But sometimes well, driving I, while black, you have to disclose those things. So yeah, well if if no, I'm no, it ain't driving while black. It's being an American. No, it's, it's so if I'm if I I've had my run-ins with being pulled over. My first reaction is I wait for them to come up. I don't try to get out of the vehicle. I leave my hands where they could be seen, and I ask them, uh, "What's the issue, officer?" And if they tell me something, I say, "Okay." Um, I do if I have if I have one. I'll say, uh, "I have a permit to carry, and I have one right now. Would you like for me to remove it so you can see me remove it?" And not do it while you can't see. Keep my actions slow and make sure that the police officer is comfortable with that. If he says no, then I'll tell him you're more than welcome to remove it from me. I will step out of the vehicle and you can disarm me yourself. Reason why is I want to deter that situation as quickly as possible. People now have this uh, um, this notion of this ideal to say, well, please come up. I'll have all these rights. I have all these rights, but then you forget that guy has his weapon ready to be pulled right at you. And people have to take away the deter the situation and try to de-escalate rather than re to, to make it more of a problem by saying, I got this, I got that. And then, you know, just quiet, keep your hand. Cause you have the fifth amendment. You have the right mm -hmm. to remain silent. Right. So you can say nothing other than whatever he's telling you, like officer, I'm armed. I would like to disarm myself. Can you do it for me? For me, that if I heard a, if I was a, a police officer and I heard someone say, "You want me to do that for you?" By all means, step out of the vehicle, please, slowly, so that way I can take care of it. And I would keep my hands like this, 
opening the vehicle from the outside. Don't open the car door from the inside. You open the car door from the outside. Mm-hmm. If you ever run into a police in, in encounter, hands at all times where they could be seen, because guess what? That'll save your life. Mm-hmm. And you go and you open the door from the outside, keeping your hands seen at all times, telling the officer, I'm putting my hands here. You're more than welcome to disarm me. If you say that and you guys allow those things, you probably will make a lot of crime, like as far as like in action, interactions with the police in a positive way, like sway them to a positive way. Even if the cop had a bad day, if you're super polite to him, nice to him, tell him, hey, you want to get some coffee and donuts outdoors? I bet he'll be freaking smiling with you and giggling with you, even though you got a ticket or you got handcuffs in your hands. Mm-hmm. I, I just see that, you know, people need to learn how to de-escalate situations. Mm-hmm. And the this body cam footage is showing opposite of those situations. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you wholly. And I think that um I think that when we go into situations, oh he chose to mute it. Okay. Uh I think when we go into situations we're being pulled over by the cops, we have to calm down, even though they're violating our rights. We have to think, listen, we want to return home to our families. We don't know his interactions on his last uh, call, if someone tried to harm him, if he's just having a bad day. And people say, well, why do I have to be so considerate of him? Well, because this is the person right now who was playing God (laughs) with your life, you know, and I know people hate to hear that. But any way that this cop decides to go, it's going to determine whether you have a good day or a bad day. Sometimes you have to just bite your tongue and fight it out in court. If it means your life is going to be saved, just fight it out in court. Do not resist. Yes, sir. No, sir. Do you need anything else? I hope that you have a good day. You don't have to let them know I'm going to hit you up in court. I'm going to do all of this. No, because sometimes yeah. the the best weapon you have is the weapon that someone never sees. Because when you are carrying it on your hip, you don't want people to see what you got, right? You conceal it. That's why we go get our CCWs, right? Because we don't want people to know what we have. So just remember that going into the situation if you're ever pulled over. Can I, can, I add, can I just rebuttal that? The, the point you just made, uh, I want to I wanna say this is the problem, okay? What you just said is the problem. That's common knowledge. All Americans who aren't breaking the law, we all know to do that. But the problem is you want to baby, babysit and pacify black people who are going out here. If you get pulled over, just respect, show respect for the cop because that same cop pulled you over for a speeding ticket. Same cop you're going to be calling if somebody shoots up the block. And that's the problem. You guys, it's like the black people who act like cops are out to kill us. We've probably never had a bad experience with a cop, but you're saying that because of the black men who try to intimidate the cop, who tries to, you know, get around, which is following the basic commands. If you got a gun on you, gun on your hip, just tell the cop, hey, I got a gun on my hip. No big deal. Instead of taking a chance of the cop seeing that gun randomly in the situation, he pulls his gun out and now it's all bad. That's 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 just the bottom line of it. We got to start making excuses for for Pete for us to break the law and to disrespect the cops. I I believe like if you're and 12 and up, if you're 12 like what we did in 6th grade, right guys? We were in 6th grade together. Mm-hmm. We we they broke our groups up into A B C group, right? Yeah. Remember that? That was Mr. ridiculous. <laughs> Mr. Walcott was great. So I when we were all in 6th grade and we were 12, what would you guys have thought? If they held a how to interact with police class, this is how you de-escalate. 
a problem. Do you think that more people would have less of an issue with the police if they knew that these guys risked their lives for us? And if we just were a little kinder, just in general, we would well, have, have less problems. And that's, well, that's... I, I was say, always I was always raised to respect the police because my family was in law enforcement. And my mom took me when I was six years old to a prison, the Sheriff County Jail. And I was so scared. I was so scared. Anytime I interacted with a police officer, I always told myself, I'm not going to mess with the guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got, he's ready. He He's ready. And I'm not going to do that to myself because that's stupid. You, you know what? When I was young, I didn't remember the cops being so aggressive. We weren't in fear when we got pulled over back then. The the biggest thing I ever really knew about the police was the Rodney King. After the Rodney King situation, my aunt and uncle will always have a conversation with me. When you see the police officers, it's yes, sir, no, sir. And still then, I did not realize what they were trying to teach me at all. I just didn't get it because I was oblivious to that. Because when you're a kid, you don't see what adults see. When we right. see white children as children, we see other children that we want to play with. We don't yep. see color. We see, oh my goodness, her hair is so pretty. His hair is so pretty. They look different from me. I want to be her friend or his friend. It was never no, uh, you know, it, it it was it was different then. Now children aren't inclined to want to be officers nowadays. I remember my son, he always said, mom, I want to be a, a police officer when I grow up. And I used to be like, okay, yes. Now that's the furthest thing that I want my son to be because in the climate that we are in today, my son is going to either be deemed a traitor yep. or his life is going to always be at risk. Yep. But the, thing, the thing is that, well, the point that I wanted to make was that we didn't have so much to worry about back then because we had too many stories that were swept underneath the rug. So we weren't aware of it. But now that we are aware of it, let's not make the police our enemy, but let's make the officers who are out there on the streets know that, listen, we still respect you and we expect for you to uphold the law also like we're expected to. And if you see something like we were taught in school by you guys who taught us, if you see something, say something. We expect for you guys to abide by those same things. And what I would say to this also is, I think when it comes to police officers, I think there are a lot of great officers out there who want to do great for their communities. I know a lot of great cops, you understand? But then I also have ran into someone who I really be like, how did you pass the, the exam to get to this next level, you know? And I think this comes from the higher ups too. I think the higher ups, should be held accountable when they hire these uh, uh, these what's, what you call trigger happy cops. What who qualifies you to take these analysis to do these analysis on these people that you're hiring? Okay, you failed. You're supposed to be what's it called um, a psychologist, psychiatrist, Lord Jesus. Anyways, let me hurry up and get to my point because I'm rambling. Let's hold the higher ups accountable too. Because if we hold the higher-ups accountable, then we have less cops out here doing crazy things because they know they don't want the police chief to chew their behinds off, and they don't want the guys who sit behind that desk in the office inhaling those donuts. 
to, to chew them off. You hold the higher-ups accountable. If this cop is underneath of you, if you train him or her, then guess what? When they go down, you go down. Anybody else? I mean, I agree with I agree with all that. And if I make this point more clear, just in case um somebody took it the wrong way, somebody um, that um was watching. Um I'm I'm so I go so hard because ultimately in America, um I represent black so with the next man who represents black. I don't like to be treated like a kid and I don't like to be looked at as a kid. Like I don't know how to behave and act and know how to follow the most simplest of things. So that's the reason why I go so hard on the cop situation because I've been put over for driving while black, going through a city called you know, Canfield, going through Poland. I've been, and I've never had a bad experience, even in Las Vegas, never a bad experience because I show respect, um, follow whatever commands they made and went with the flow. And usually I don't get a ticket. So that's the reason why I go so hard on basic common sense, you know, when it comes to like getting stopped, don't make it hard. Just follow the law. You know what? I wanted to point this out too. Let me hear your point this out because I've been talking and I know Jazz probably want to say something. Okay. So also I wanted to point out too, so many people think that it's just white cops who are, uh, that have the capability to be bad cops. I want to say with the cops, I don't think it is just white, black, or anything. I think it is power. If you are in a certain position and a certain person feels like they hold power over another person, that person can be black, that person could be Hispanic, that person could be white, he can be Asian. If he is in a position of power and he feels like he has a chance to inflict that power on you, he will do it. So I'm going to also make um, this heard and really say that I don't think it's always a, a, a white cop versus black cop thing. I think it's a, a person wearing a badge who thinks they're above the law, disrespecting that badge. So I just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah, like uh, Bernie Mac. That's what I was going to say too. Like that's exactly what that is. I hate my gums because they black. <laughs> Ew, Bernie. God, so silly. Oh, he's so funny. Okay, so let's move on from this. And let's just lighten the mood a little bit because it's time to get messy. Y'all know what time it is. It's messy boost time. So I want to get messy. So today I was scrolling my Facebook page because I was in Facebook jail and I couldn't post anything. So all I can do is read today. Dog on Facebook. And I'm going to get into that. I'll be out of Facebook jail on, I think, Friday. So yeah. <laughs> I am banned from Facebook for 29 days <laughs> and I did absolutely nothing wrong. Brutal. Right. So anyway, so it's the messy boots corner. Let's go. So today I was scrolling on Facebook and I seen an article on uh, one of our local news sites in Youngstown, Ohio, WFMJ. And it said <laughs> Valentine's Day revenge. Get revenge on your ex. By turning them in for past or present crimes. What do you guys think about this? If this is not the messiest thing I have ever heard, someone please. please you already posted the messages. I definitely do it. Definitely. <laughs> without problem. Because, I mean, that call me petty, I guess. But, yeah, I do it. Like, I think Brandon called you petty. Was that was no, that, that you? Was Aaron. I called me Petty. That was, was not that was, me. That was Aaron. I just said wow. <laughs> I said wow, and that if I did it, I'd go to jail for oh seven years and or 
and or be uh, fined two hundred fifty thousand. Ooh, whew. all right, Dennis. Are you turning your ex? Uh, absolutely, no. Ab- absolutely, absolutely no. I mean, because I I have um, uh, dated women in the past who's done you know tax fraud, you know claiming five kids that they don't know and. <laughs> And welfare fraud, you know, not, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know women like this, but here's the thing. Um, we talked off camera about the fact that this is directed towards, uh, for the most part, black women in that city of our hometown of Youngstown. Because if you think about it, um, we have the most, um, the highest percentage of drug dealers who got all these women. Sir, Sir, I think that article could be directed towards anyone in Youngstown. No, Drake, PA, no, Drake, 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 and Drake came, Drake came out with that song. Black women love drug dealers. You heard that song, right? Um, excuse me, white women and uh, Hispanic women and Asian women love drug dealers too, especially the ones. Not as much. Black women. Not as much. That's Americans like drug dealers because that sounds like you just named everyone in America. No, no, I no, I actually went no, I actually went, Listen, I went with a black American and white women, American women, some were, American women love drug dealers. No, you, you refer to WFMJ article, and I'm just telling you if that article is based on men that do tax fraud or you know white men that do tax fraud and 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 you know rape rape kids at high numbers um then then here's the thing those men are already being being caught but like our drug dealers and scammers and that's what that article is referring to those are the only i want to i wonder who turned trafficking in (laughs) no that was the feds no the feds the feds didn't want him they did they you realize they wanted the trafficking was changing Youngstown. He was literally helping. He yes, he was changing, bringing. No, he, he, wasn't he brought Cabelli Center. He brought he brought the Cabelli Center in. He was getting. He was helping people with. Get he was helping himself while helping Youngstown. Let's get Does, it. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He was lining his pockets. It doesn't matter though. I mean, Youngstown was doing better when he was he was running it, when he was part of it. I mean, let's be real. That's the problem. That's another issue when you know the whole Democrat and Republican issue. Democrats run or continue to run Youngstown to the ground. But then where Republican gets in office, Youngstown miraculously makes a come up. Look at downtown Youngstown. Look yeah, at Cabela that, that place, it's slowly, I went yeah. there about six years ago. It's slowly, it's slowly yeah. getting there. It's slowly getting there. But in order for it to really progress, money has to be put into Youngstown. And the, the, the people of Youngstown need high paying jobs. Youngstown, if people actually got a living wage in Youngstown, I believe that we will be able to upbuild the communities a little bit better. Because when you come to Youngstown, we have so many properties on the north side of Youngstown, the south side of Youngstown, and most of them are abandoned. Who wants to come to a town that has so many abandoned buildings? Now, if we could get the people there a higher wage so that they can be able to put back into Youngstown's economy, then you will have more people willing to invest in that city and bring their businesses there to help build that building. And then we can get a lot of property investors there because to be honest, Youngstown literally should be a progressive city like Charlotte is because there's so many, there's just so much opportunity out there to take and rehab too many buildings. We have a lot of historical buildings that are going for like dirt cheap. You come here in Charlotte and you'll see like a, a, a multiplex 
And it's like a million dollars. You get a multiplex in Youngstown, it's $80,000. There is the ability to take that town and flip it if we give the people there what they need. And that, that be, is access to better resources, uh, jobs that actually pay them and give them benefits, and affordable health care, and also daycare. A lot of these women, they, they're, they're having their auntie, uncle, niece nephew watch their kids and daycare you drop your your kids off at daycare it's like 300 400 a month for one child go ahead uh brandy can we do a podcast about economics i would love that yes because you, you what me. you said right there that won't um that won't fix the problem exactly so the only way that you can sorry Laura. more is if they uh they have the skill set to be paid more. So if you are in an entry level job, what do you think your worth your worth is if you have no high school, no college? What would be your worth as can I, a worker? Can I say something? I don't know yeah. if you guys know, but we have a lot of people in Youngstown right now that have degrees. Youngstown have has the highest dropout rate. They in have the state listen, of Ohio. Listen, listen, that was that was then. That was during our time. The children now, now, no, the children now are still going to school and graduating, just like teen pregnancy is down. I could literally do the research, bring the numbers, and come back here and present it to you guys. But listen, what I'm saying is, we have so many young men creating uh, uh, spaces for themselves, like going to uh, get the I forget the one place is. They offer you teach you welding in Youngstown. I think it's Newcastle, somewhere in Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle School of the Trade. No, uh -huh, I know I know so many young men who have welding degrees. My husband came up out of Youngstown State University as an engineer. My husband was not able to gain employment in Youngstown because there was no jobs in Youngstown for engineers. So he had to job over to PA. When the recession hit, we moved here. There are a lot of people sitting around who have degrees. The problem is they don't have the job experience. But how can you get the job when you don't have the experience? I know a friend like that. She actually went to a school and got a psychology degree. And nobody will hire her because she don't have experience. And it's like, well, like you said, how do you expect me to get psychology experience if you won't even hire me to let me at least get my feet wet? They want her to go back to school for, I think she has, she has her bachelor's. And they want her to go back for her master's before she can even, for real, get into a psychology field. So it's like, go ahead. All right. Man. So my question was an answer. So again, <laughs> this is why we need an economics one. So right. check this. I just said, you talk about people that are educated. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people who don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. You're they, that have the jobs, but are complaining they're not being paid a living wage. I'm going to ask that again. What do you think your worth is when you have none of that? I think I it all say depends for the worth on is average on a nation, but you got to think of it as being in Youngstown. What is what would Youngstown living wage be versus what they'll charge for mm -hmm. con for consuming the product, whatever it is they're doing? And what would be, you know, the standard of the business, wh whether or not they want to pay that. So you have to look at all that because. If you want it. a higher wage, higher wage brings up costs. So that right. means it's going to cost more to pay this person. Are they worth that? So it's a it's about the people who are currently employed, the taxes that they pay, and the company's taxes that they pay. 
is it getting reinvested into the state slash city? And if not, then maybe it's just the people just move out. The politicians will realize, holy crap, we ain't got no money we could take out of these folks. So we need to go and reinvest it into the city. And until the government's willing to do that, then the cities are going to break down. And then you're going to have this problem of ghost towns that happened in 2000 to 2009. <laughs> I left in 2002. It seems year, like that's what it's becoming, though. A year after the steel mills closed. Y'all guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember Mike and Josh? Remember the roses? Oh, yeah. Those are my best friends. Their dad freaking got laid off from that steel mill. Miss Rosa's sons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was really upset about that, too, because it was like, damn, like I saw the deterioration of the state. That's when like, you see when families steel mills closed. Yeah. In 2002, when I left, two years after that, Hilltop took over and completely destroyed the neighborhood that we lived they in. They sure enough did. They really so I, did. I came back to friggin' Ohio wondering what the hell happened. But that was and it was because of steel mills. Yeah. And then you had. You while had... we were in high school, it all happened. It all happened while we were in high school. That whole parents, after that happened, you had the parents turning the drugs because they can't cope. Yep. And yep. who were they supplier? Hilltop. Hilltop. And I'm telling you, like, I could not believe it. And the, see, this is where it's a multi-layered issue. We have a multi-layer issue. We have an economy mm. that in order for it to get started, we need workers. How are we going to get the workers? Do they need education? How are we going to educate these workers? They need money. Boom. So we're back at square one. So unless the government's willing to do incentive programs right. to get these workers in to say, hey, if we give you two years of education and a trade that is in high demand, we well, can go ahead and, and work that off. Pay you. You pay the taxes of that free education. But you see, pay that little bit extra see, taxes. We, we had something like that. We had two programs like that. I went through one of them. Actually, I tried to go through two of them. And let me tell you something. Um, one of them, um, the programs was Youth Build. So Youth Build mm -hmm. would take the children and teach them construction. I don't even think Youth Build is a real thing. When I went and applied for Youth Build, the problem was they stopped hiring people of quality and they kept people in the position. And I'm just telling you from my view um, and my experience. When I experienced going through the program at Youth Build, I feel like the, the people who were in intake and they were choosing the kids who they wanted to be in there, they weren't choosing the children like me who had potential. And because uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, let me not even say children because I was like 19. They wasn't choosing the young children, the young ladies like myself. The girls who they would choose were the girls who are usually popular. And these ladies would be buddy buddy with them and not trying to throw shade. But some of those people that they chose, they did not work out and they kept choosing wrong. And I remember it was myself and another young lady. And we were sitting there like, I can't believe they didn't choose us because if they would have chosen, we would have worked our butts off. And we were trying to go through there so we can get our GED. That next month, the young lady who I was with, I don't want to say her name, um, but we all know her. She went, got her GED. I said, you know what? I'm going to start taking my GED classes. Um, decided to uh, go to Flying High Inc. Um, shout out Mr. Magada because I respect you and I love you so much and I thank you so much. Um, but anyways, Flying High and Flying High start training children and um, young adults into uh, trades and getting us ready. Like we, we were learning business. We were learning uh, how to uh, wait. We were getting ready for job job placement. 
uh, skill sets while learning uh, mathematics and stuff like that for the children who wanted to go into construction. Because you had like people who were my age and you had like the 15 year olds, the younger, the younger kids coming in. And we learned all of those things and we would do mock interviews all the time. And that program, it was God sent. You know, because I would never end up in North Carolina, neither would my husband. My husband had a degree and he still went to Flying High Inc. just to learn more about business and communication and to grow and elevate. And I think we need more programs like that in Youngstown. And the problem is we don't have it or it's defunded. And I, I don't understand. It It's defunded because of the conditions of the city. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's just it's a problem all around the world. Like you're. We're not the only country that has these issues. It's mm. literally everywhere. Um, unfortunately, until the politicians realize that, they're, they, if you get Republicans in office, unfortunately, people don't like to hear this, but if you get them in the office, they're going to see where the problems are and they're going to find the ways to fix it. If you look at um, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis completely changed Florida in the last mm. like five years. Mm. No one's been able to do what he did in the time frame he did it and and if you look at that now it's trickling down to texas it's going to arizona it was in las vegas but we don't know what's happening to nevada maybe you so can what, explain so, there so but they're think- changing like programs are becoming more available in the red states because they realize we need to support people who don't have a way of getting this education we need to give trades because trades are a big, big, mm. big thing that we need in the, That's in the entire. Right. Yeah. So red state like Georgia, Georgia is all about trades because they know where the money is. The money's no mm. longer in degrees. So the money's you, in your technical degrees and your trades. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So do you think that's what our politicians need to be um, campaigning yeah, Whoever's running on uh, in in Youngstown needs to look at like maybe we need to change um, our priorities and mm-hmm. just make it more uh, available for those who want to get a to get a better life and not just give it to them because they can, give it to them because they want it and because those people will do better like like uh, Laura Laura wanted it if she got the opportunity she would have excelled. Because she wanted it. You can't just give people something that they don't, don't want because right, they won't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to right. give it to those that really want it. I'm and, done. Yep. That, and see, that was the thing. That was what I was saying. They gave it to the the the, the girls who they thought was popular and they were super pretty or they just knew their parents. Exactly. But those people did not really want change. They just wanted to go there because they was told to go there. And for the people like me who was looking for real opportunity and change, I got overlooked. And now I had to move on. And we have to make sure when we're putting people into trade schools, we're not doing just favors for our friends. We have to put the people in a position who really want to help grow our economy because that's what they're going to do. Once you give someone a trade, they're going to go out there, they're going to get a job, and they're going to be useful. And whoever employs them, they're going to help that company grow. Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, I was just going to say, to touch on um, the Las Vegas situation, that's an example of, um, once again, I make everything black or white, but Republican Democrat. Um, when Republicans ran Vegas, Vegas was on an uptick. You know, um, you've got two new stadiums. We got freaking all the hotels are renovating themselves. And it's usually whenever there's like a Republican president, 
Las Vegas does better because people have more disposable income. You know, people, wealthy people, they start spending more because they start making more because their businesses are getting tax breaks and credit, et cetera. But um, when Democrats are in office, those tax breaks and incentives are taken away. So it causes the wealthy people to not spend. So Vegas was booming when um, between George Bush and then uh, it went down in 2008, you know, and um, nine with, um, um, you know, with, um, I lose my train of thought here. But um, financial when crisis. You had, yeah, there you go. Financial crisis. But when you had um, President Obama in, in office, nobody went to Vegas. Vegas was like a, literally a desert. There was, it was empty. It was only people yes. going and playing penny machines. But then when Trump got in office, literally, because I was there in 2015, when Trump got in office, you had more people. You had more people spending. You had all these expansion product pro, projects. You had um, the NBA arena, even though we don't have a team yet. And then you had um, the Raiders stadium uh, put together within like three years. So. The whole point with Youngstown is Youngstown votes in Democrats. Right now, they got a Democratic mayor that won, you know, his second term, um, and they don't really do anything but pander and tell people what they want to hear. That was a popularity win. That was a popularity win. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the people who voted for that mayor voted for him because he was popular. People knew him. Right. No one who voted for him really knew the issues. And I'm sorry, Dennis, not to cut you off. I seen some okay. other people running for mayor. And the thing is, when we start to get out here to vote, all people, not just black people, yeah. know who you're voting for, understand their views on the issues at hand. What are they going to bring to the state? What can they do to for you? What can they help to change the environment that you're living in right now? Don't just vote for someone because they said, oh, I got a shiny hat. Look, I'm cool. Let's not do that. And let's not just vote for a particular party just because our families were associated with that party a long time ago. Do your homework. Understand what can this party do for me? Do I believe in their message? Do I really believe that they're going to come through? I'm going to be honest. I don't trust no politician, but let's put someone in there who can actually maybe get the job done that you need to get done. So let's lose the mindset of we're going to just keep voting for the Democratic Party because my grandfather and his grandfather and everybody was a Democrat. Let's not do that. Let's not keep on saying we're going to be Republicans because my grandfather and my auntie and her auntie and the horse was a Republican. We're not doing that anymore. Let's look at the real issues and see what can they bring to the table to help move this country forward, even local. Your local areas forward and remember we don't just vote for presidential okay we have made was it matorio we have uh, local judges we have just so many things that's out there on the ballots and to get on that notion schools we have people talking about the schools and how um schools need funding stuff like that is on the ballot get out there and vote for it turn off football turn off whatever you're doing whatever you're listening to if you out there in a club you got time to be in the club. You got time to go stand in line to vote because you got to stand outside to get in the club. Yep. Yep, I got yep, I got cause... Brandon's hand raised. Uh, oh, yeah, one thing cause... to touch him before yep. I forget. Um, I want you to remember this. This that that's actually um not a way of going about it because you got to think Asians um lead everything. They don't care who's in office. They don't vote. They don't care about running for you know mayor or running for anything. They focus on things that they can do in their community and their family. To better themselves, and that's what we need to do more of. Stop relying on people to help you. You know, stop. We got to get that mentality of I need help from this person, that person. Other than somebody's gonna take away something that's like 
you know, like some like in Florida, if a if somebody came in and said, Hey, I want to bring back, I want to get taxes, I want to make people pay taxes in Florida, then that that matters. But for the most part, none of these politicians make or break you. We just gotta get ourselves personally to start doing for ourselves, you know, focus on education, focus on, you know, stopping crime. You're a messy boot um, question. Maybe we do need to start telling on some people because guess what? There's too many drug dealers in Youngstown, my hometown. That's why I don't go back. There's too many criminals and people robbing and, and looting. And all I'm saying is we got to like fix Youngstown needs to get um, criminals off the street. So that way businesses will come in and open. Nice. I think um, Red Bull, Terrell Vidal, he got Red Bull to come to Youngstown. I think they're going to Boardman. But he brought he brought a couple other businesses that are potentially going to come in, but they decided not to come due to the fact that crime is so high that they don't want to take the risk. Youngstown just need to be thrown in the trash. That's it. No, wait a minute. Hold on, Throw man. The shit. Hold no, on. That is still my town, okay? That's my hometown. You're I'm not throwing your sound in the trash. Throw that shit in the trash. Like, I mean. No. No there's way. Hope. There's hope. There is there's hope. There's hope if more people I stop. City, Man, there's hope everywhere, y'all. You got to have the willpower to get it done. That city has so much potential. There are so many talented people in Youngstown. The problem is they don't have the resources to be in front of people. There are just, there are so many creators there. Like, you mean um, like the I'm, rappers that have been rapping for years? Like those ones? Is that no, the I'm not talking about the rappers. Okay. Let's, Jesus let's, Christ, that's all bad. Let me shout out uh, uh, Fred Williams. So Fred Williams decided, him and Nicole Rhodes, they decided that they were going to make it bad, a bad girl. Wait, I got a story. I got a story about that. So, I got a story about that when you get done. Okay. Uh, so that is creativeness in itself. There's so many people who knock it and laugh at it. But what else are you doing? What are you doing? You do not know if what they're doing is going to take off because what they're doing is entertaining people. People talk so much crap about that, but they tune in every time. People want to know what's going on. And Fred is funny as hell, though. Like, yeah, it, it, there, there is just because who would think of that? Who would think about doing I mean, that locally? There's not right. a lot of people who would take that and say, "Listen, we could probably profit off of that." So right. I'm gonna give him and Nicole Rose their their roses because she did used to do my hair. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give them their roses, and then there's just so many people like my my cousin Camila. Um, she her name is uh, Arthur Candy Cam on Facebook. This okay. girl decided she was gonna create a page. It's called the 330. Oh, I forget the name of it. The 330 Connect. Okay, cousin, please forgive me. But, anyways, she created that page so that people who lived in Youngstown who weren't popular and a lot of people weren't sharing their businesses because, you know, Youngstown is a place where you have to be popular in order for you to be popping. She that created her page for people to come and post their businesses so that other people can see it and support it. We That's have dope. so many. Right. And she's and she is a published author. Um, one of her books is called Mama, I Made It. And you can find that on Amazon. Mm. Um, and she also does a, a lot of writing on. I, I don't remember the sites, but I'm going to ask her because she's very creative. That girl, her writing be having you thinking like you read. What's that book called? Uh, Dark Gray. Yeah. Wait, what did you say her name was? It, oh, wait, what's it called? Oh, my God. Fifteen Shades of Dark. Fifty no. Shades of Grey. <laughs> 50, Fifty Shades of Dark. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Dark. Jesus Christ! Did she just? I, I, was, I, was, oh I was. Listen, my mind went straight to the. You grave. might can't. You <laughs> might cancel yourself. 
Mama yeah. right there. Uh, I went straight to hell real quick. Like, <laughs> all I can do is imagine me in a dungeon like this. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> Lord, Ooh, let me, okay. Let me bring <laughs> Ah, you need to go splash some cold water on you. Yeah, I need to go get those. Let me. Where's she at? I need to get in your episode tonight. Oh, she. I think she is filming tonight. Yeah, she's gone already. Yeah, she. Jay, had to, she had uh, you me. were you were the most quiet on this subject here. What do you think? Besides, just throw it in the trash. Who me? Oh, about yeah. Youngstown and potential. I mean, that's all I can say. That's I mean, it? like that's it. I've never been a. Fan what what would city. you like to see happen though? Like, right. I'm curious. What's your perspective? If if you wanted to get thrown in the trash, what do you think needs to be done? Everything so started in the trash and start over a whole new city. I mean, you can't really do everything. that, but you can't I mean, really I do know, that. But still. I say, I mean, like, Dennis doesn't agree. He says it's community-based. I say you can do both. I mean, it is. And the thing, I like think we can do both. Said, right, when like we was growing said, up. No. Yeah, sorry, when we was ahead. growing up. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do no, But no, I was no, like, when we were growing up. Remember how when we were growing up, how community-based it was? It was. On uh, Dennis, I don't remember where you used to live at, but you were around. You were around the neighborhood. I just couldn't on remember. Hudson, which on Hudson. Hudson, that's right. You were down between Hudson Fairfield. and um, Ravenwood. Yeah. Okay. That, that so you were on Finley. The corner. You were on the Finley it. Street. You were off of Finley. Oh. No, I was so, on. I was on Hudson, but I was um. Right you was on the side where the playground. You was on. A, you was on the side where the playground was. No, I was four houses from um Ravenwood, but I was on Hudson. Oh, I, I lived okay, on Ravenwood, I, I so I lived okay, I lived on I the same you. block that we used to call her. She's gonna hate me for this. Itapu, remember? Yes. Poo? Oh, no, you're not talking about Shakur. I yes. just did that. I just pulled her out there. So, look, um, why did I know that's who you were saying? Luan, yeah, I used to Itapu, live on Ravenwood too. Yeah, she lived I lived on the same block with her with Okello. Mm -hmm. With Okello. I love Okello. And it so was it, Kevin Dundee. Yeah, and Tay. He yep. was right. He was you, right next. You remember Mark? You remember Marquise Brown, right? Yeah, Marquise. Yeah, yeah he used to be my best friend. Marquise. He used to stay on the so, other end. His mom and my, his Kevin. It was. It was mom. literally. <laughs> so I was. I was in that same neighborhood. I was literally across the street from him, from mm -hmm. Kevin. And then you like say you were close to me because I was up like you know where um like uh Lewis Burley and all them stayed at. Lewis, I lived okay. next door to them. Oh, nice. So I was, I grew up in that neighborhood, but everybody was like chill because the parents was always outside or something. Yeah. They was watching the block. Yep. So <laughs> there was no, there was no problem. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and if you was about to go do some shit, even if you did do it or didn't do it or thought about doing it, it's like, yeah, somebody, somebody knew about it. Tell your ass. Yeah. Somebody so it's like that community based policing that the parents did to the kids, the parents, the adults can do to other adults. And then the politicians can just be like, well, we need to support those communities that are policing their own. Because if we do all that, then you'll see that businesses will be more willing to come through, which then incentivizes those incentives to get people to work. So I, mean, I think true. we could do both. But I think politicians, if you get the right politician in there that can grow those communities, then we then we would have a positive um I mean yeah it's like I mean you got a point I, I mean think. like they do have potential for business it's just like the bad thing with mm -hmm. Youngstown is like I mean there's a lot of black owned businesses which is beautiful I'm always always trying to root for black owned businesses right. but they don't know how to run those black owned businesses so that's not going to bring you business like if you trying to sell stuff and then you are like rude with your customers or doing all that it's like that's not really going That's why business and communication you know, like, should be taught in schools 
Exactly. That's, that's, uh, in finances, because like Brandon said, yep. personal economics. finance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I definitely so agree. Because go ahead. There, there's a. Uh, there's homework I want y'all to do next time we come together. All right. I want y'all to watch South Park episode two of South Park, please. I'm watching is, episode two. Like what? It's season? called The Fix. Twenty five, season twenty five. Season twenty five, episode two. And before, yeah. before we wrap this up, I, I have a, a I have a question. Um, so Brandon, uh, Brandon, Jazz, and Dennis, I have this question for all three of you guys. I would like all three of you guys to answer this. So. Um, Brandon and Jazz, you were speaking on the community that we had growing up. And I want you guys to remember what that felt like. That felt like at Grandma's house, watching The Young and the Restless, watching Victor and I still watch that <laughs> go back at it all the time. That was watching Power Rangers early in the morning. That was watching your <laughs> auntie or your uncle hang up the laundry outside because you didn't have a dryer and a dryer was not needed. Do you believe if we was to get the workforce back up and going with fair pay, where not just two people in the household have to work, but as the household can now run, which is one income again, if we can get it back up like that again, do you think that would help deter crime? Because if you think about it, we had people, like Brandon said, they were watching us. And the problem is there's not a lot of mothers at home or fathers at home watching their children no more because they have to work two or three jobs. Do you think if we can get this economy back up and running where mom and dad don't both have to be at work, but mom can be at home running the household if she so choose or dad can be home running the household if she if he so chooses while mom is at work. If you think we can push the economy in the upward way again, where we what I what I'm just saying, I'm sorry. Do you think that we can get those days back or something better than that? I think it's, it's a 50 50 chance on that because, like, how we were saying before, like, so many women are like alpha males now. If, like, if you say to them about being a stay at home mom, like that, they're gonna get some type of rebuttal or not want to, you know what I'm saying? So, because they're so used to going out. And getting their own. I'm one of them. Like, if my husband's, I mean, my husband tells me that, like, I really don't have to work, but it's just like, no, thank you. You know, like, I prefer being a woman out in the workplace because you got to think about once upon a time, women weren't allowed to work, let alone a damn black woman. So, you know, I would, I no, just, yeah, okay. it's a, it's 50 50. That's okay. I mean. So now that we have it from the ladies' point of view, um, Dennis, go ahead, give me your point of view. Um, I think uh, I think it will absolutely um, stop crime because the biggest issue, uh, the reason why you have as much crime is because you don't have fathers. And by you having um, more men earning enough to take care of a, you know, provide for a family, you're going to have more women sticking with the man that they have a, a child with. You know, you have more marriages. Right now, it's just chaos because you have ultimately um, women that don't have a man to um offset the money that they're making and they have to just they figure hey um i gotta work anyway why do i need this man so i think it would absolutely um, change the dynamic for youngstown you have more two-parent households which like i said before stop crime biggest reason for it is no fathers in the communities so you want to add to it brendan yep yep i'm gonna add uh bring back y'all guys' uh, ears to those days. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Now with you know, that, so back in those great. days. So back in those <laughs> days, it's coming back. By the way, Disney Plus is doing it. They're bringing the whole series back. Yeah. So back in those days, it was it was feasible. Uh, today, I don't say 50-50. I say it's like not happening. Um, because we have a broken system as far as like how children are raised. It's completely broken. So you have a lot of um, Elaborate. single mothers. Elaborate on it. You have a lot of single mothers, a lot of them. There's, there's the percentage is outrageously high. But you also have single fathers too. Um, that's because of the, the dads now are not being discriminated against. They are, but not as much as they were. So dads now are able to like, you know, take full custody of children because we have just people growing up in this generation that don't see the values of having a two person household. Mm. But even when we were growing up, it was more than just two people. It was five because you had your grandparents. There was always someone in the house there to support you mm -hmm. as far as like helping you with your homework or you had somebody there to mentor you. If uh, you were going to do something wrong, you had that guy, you had, you know, John Witherspoon's to just tell you, you know, you got to live to fight another day, that kind of thing. <clears throat> so you, you get, you lose that part of, of the communities because even if you didn't have it in that household back in those days, you had a mentor on the block. You had someone who was there that could just talk to and you can like just have a conversation with even as a child but like hey young buck when i was your age you know we wasn't doing all this craziness you need to take care of your mother you need to take care of your father you got to help them because you know they're they're struggling right. you don't hear that today mm -mm. you hear tiktok that's the biggest thing right now is what dance can you mimic what <clears throat> what what's tiktok doing tiktok is saying i'm an island boy just trying to make it Lord. that's what that's what tiktok's doing tiktok's giving you is raising your children people that's right um it's unfortunate because people don't hear those wise souls tell talking to you and saying hey I, I walked this path if you did things a little differently you wouldn't you wouldn't fall into the cracks don't let the system eat you up alive mm -hmm. be better than that you don't need to be out in these streets even though you feel like you're struggling you, you you can you can be better than that and and that's they're not hearing those things those messages are being diluted with you're an island boy right and then also parents but it's true pa parents it's up it's up to parents too to not always come to children's defense on every little thing because you have certain people out here giving children these messages but the problem with some parents are you can't correct their child. Or if you correct their child a certain way, their butt hurt. We have to raise strong children. We cannot allow our children to be overly sensitive. It's okay to be sensitive, but not when someone's telling you, hey, listen, young man, you can do this a totally, total different way. Because nowadays when kids hear criticism, they hear you're beating them down. Oh, you're bullying me. You're bullying me. Listen, I am not bullying you. I am preparing you for the world. Criticism is a way of growth. If you guys don't get off of here and tell me, hey, Alora, you could do this a little bit better, you could do this a little bit better, 
then how am I going to know? How am I going to grow? How am I going to elevate? So parents, we have to hold ourselves accountable also to try to piggyback off of what Brandon was saying so that if we're going to be out here trying to mentor these kids, they'll at least receive the information that we're trying to give to them. Because, you know, if you have knowledge and it's not falling to, um, if it's falling on deaf ears, then what is it? It's not knowledge anymore. It's just words being coming out, coming out your mouth that no one's hearing. But let me go ahead and wrap it up because we are an hour and 15 minutes over. We were supposed to be doing a 45 minute show today, but you know how we do. We get passionate enough topic. We are never on topic on this show, but that is why it's called the Alluring Hour because you never know where you're going to be, but I'm going to draw you guys right back in. But I want to thank you to my co-host, B. Vasquez and D. Page and my girl, Jazz. Thank you guys so much. I so love you guys. You guys. Get offline, be great, have a great night, and go ahead and check out South Park episode two. Let's do this. Deuces. Deuces. Oh, also, I'm so sorry. Wait, we can't get offline. Also, check us out on YouTube at the Lauren Hour podcast with Laura Dannon. And don't be afraid to follow me on Facebook at Alora Sakura Dannon. Thank you, guys. Be great. <laughs>